0: this is Classically Black Podcast.
1: Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession.
0: With trap beats playing in the background. <laughs> Period. Period. <sighs> Too sexy, but it's getting. Too sexy, but it's just. Oh, a son of Drake sexy it's, it's a Drake song. Pardon? A son of Drake song?
1: Yeah. I the album doesn't one. have a hold
0: on me. Like I, like I thought, of, like I was hoping. But there are some. There's some tracks.
1: I still haven't listened to it all the way through. I've heard quite a bit of it um through like other people, and also I, like I said, one of the tracks was playing while I was fighting for my life in the woods that day. Okay. And um, <laughs> people with no context are gonna be like, what? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um And then also through you know somebody else I was playing. That's why I, I tweeted. <laughs> I was at somebody's house and hearing Donda against my will
0: yeah yeah um your inner year would have to go
1: um and i was like so um but then i also heard a lot of certified lover boy too which i didn't mind but yeah i was like I, not me not me not listening to Donda and now it's just in in my face
0: yeah i got over kanye too quick for me it really does does not sit right in my evil bow like the way people move on from certain things is, is really. I'm not right. saying people don't deserve grace. I just feel like he doesn't think he was wrong for what he said. Did he apologize for yeah, that? Yeah,
1: I doubt it. And not the whole
0: red of. cap thing, and the. It was just. It's so
1: much. Right, and the spitting in the face of our ancestors that died behind um right. trying to free themselves from slavery. Like, come on, bro. I'm so. Y'all really were like, oh, I was okay. Nada. All of the lights was <laughs> the first Kanye kind of song that came to mind. <laughs> but um anyway yeah so hate that for us but we move we do y'all move on too quick so um just a quick little one two um from the from the inbox the Joseph Kanye Symphony Orchestra is coming out with a new album it'll be out by the time this comes um this comes out because it's coming out on friday which would have been a couple days ago when you're listening to this on monday um <laughs> so they're releasing um recordings of the florence price uh symphony number no. one in e minor and symphony number no. three in c minor is number two lost
0: i'm about to say like y'all
1: i've never heard anybody talk about no number two
0: ever like
1: have maybe it's lost has I'm to a, be. I'm going to look it up because literally no one speaks about number two. I've never seen anything yeah. of it. Um, you know what? But this really, you know, because, okay, so when orchestras, like they, they release albums and things like that, usually it'll have the orchestra name on it and the music director. And I just feel like I think it's time we move past the music director always being a conductor. Because I feel like Joseph Conyers name Should be on the cover Of this album You know like I personally like,
0: think It should just be him on it
1: I Like I love Florence Price But we've seen this picture A million times How about we put Joe On the cover Could you
0: imagine Yes actually Oh um, well, You know what they should do They should put him In the front And put the orchestra In the back. It's a tribute you that's fair.
1: I just feel like we, it's time that we acknowledge who the real music director of this orchestra is. Like, sure. Yannick is the he's the conductor. Sure. I'll give him that. Sure. Uh, like, happy for him. I, and I will never take that away from him. Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: But the music director who was really directing the music, I just feel you like You can't tell me that Joe don't have back problems carrying that whole orchestra. <laughs> just tired, just bent over. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> um. Yes. Yeah, so I just feel like it's time. Like, listen. Let us know in the comments. We're gonna Isn't get it time? time? We're <laughs> gonna get.
0: I feel like this is the one.
1: <laughs> I feel like it's time that we divest from all with, from the music director being the conductor. Why? Why can't it just be the conductor? And maybe, maybe the person that's the music director is the associate principal basis. So, you're not wrong. Or Assistant. I will tell you always switch f- out. It really shouldn't be any that. It should just really be him. Him. Exactly. I mean to be
0: let me not say him. No. Yeah, because we could go down this road for quite a while. So and 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 the road gets bumpier as we go and we forge on. So <laughs> <laughs> Um, but long story short,
1: is that the album is out and it's cute and y'all should download it. Um and I will put the link so that y'all can download it. It was recorded um, at Verizon Hall at the Kimball Center um, earlier this year. Turn around. Um
0: I bet you did it in one take, too.
1: Exactly. Um, and they're also um, going to be playing the First Symphony in their uh, season. Um, they're going to be playing it actually at Carnegie Hall um, in February. So, um, yeah. Check it out. Download it. Patronize uh, the Symphony because... We reward good behavior. <laughs> no. Shut up. What I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying I have a va- Like I'm not going to. In- you know I don't really go to the orchestra that much. Regardless. I went on a couple days ago. Was just there. No but I'm saying. When was the last time I went to an orchestra concert? Before that. Like I'm saying generally. Generally I don't go to the orchestra. But I did just go a couple of days ago. Um, I really went because I was taking someone for the first time. Um, they had never been to an orchestra concert before. Yeah. Um, and so that, that's really why I went. And also it was like the, it was a short program. It was a varied program, but, um, (laughs) this person was asleep like halfway through the first piece. (laughs) um the first piece was don juan and they were just like yeah it was it was just too long he was like 18 minutes no no i was like <laughs> i was like nah, see, this to- exactly why i didn't take you to see like a full-length symphony because
0: <laughs> no nah, because when my when my like i don't know maybe like 10 years ago my grandma like had to do this sleep study thing like i don't know there's they have these rooms at the hospital where they hook you up to a whole bunch of machines and they they sleep and she didn't want to go alone so I, I spent that night there with her and they need to do that. Because if you're going to fall asleep there in Don Juan, you can do anything. You might have to carry a whole bunch of stuff. They need to do that. I mean, that's why I was like, oh my get gosh. up. I was like, please, like,
1: can a loud, like, a, like a bass drum or something come in and, like, woke them up for a second, went right back. It's <laughs> so like, yeah, this I is feel really, like truly background music to you. That's crazy. <laughs> this is a lullaby.
0: They, they sitting on money. They need to go get hooked up. Because there could be a whole bunch of answers. I just. How you sleep through that? I don't even know how I got on it. Oh,
1: I said, because this is from the, we reward good behavior. I have, you know, even though I don't usually go to the orchestra, I do have a rule that I'm not going to nothing with no black composers on it. I just don't feel like that's something I want to do um, at this point. Especially because I just don't like, I actually don't really like sitting still for a long time, listening to music, I don't usually sit still when I listen to music. Even if I don't dance, I'm still doing something, because mm-hmm. um, music makes me want to move. It just makes I don't like you know just sitting and listening to it. So, um, that's why, yeah, that's that's like the main reason why I don't go. Although I was pleasantly surprised. I think maybe because it, it's just been so long since I've been in an orchestral space. I was like, okay, it's kind of cute, like. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I was sitting in a place where I couldn't see the bases, so I was, like, a little sad about that. I could see them if I kind of, like, you know, like, looked, like, over and down, because I was on, like, the box right above oh, them. You better not lean over that. Well, I wasn't lean. I didn't have to lean over it. But, oh, like, okay. Kinda, like, I had to, like, kind of, yeah. But, um, literally no one can see what I'm doing but you. But, um... <laughs> But yeah, that's what I mean by we reward good behavior. We patronize orchestras that play black composers um, consistently. Um, And then my other piece of news, y'all might have seen this floating around about a violinist uh, by the name of Nigel Kennedy, um, who canceled a concert uh, very recently over some differences in um, repertoire suggestions and preferences and things like that. Um so basically he uh pulled out of a concert that he was gonna be playing at Royal Albert Hall um just days before, um on the grounds that he wanted to play a Jimi Hendrix tribute um on that concert and the radio station y'all might be familiar with, y'all might be familiar with their Instagram account, um, Classic FM. Um mm. they prevented him I mean I from, realized that um, was a
0: radio station.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's People's in the UK is why. and stuff. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, in the UK, I believe. Um, yeah, so they apparently felt that that was not appropriate for this particular program. Um, he made their they called their decision culturally prejudiced. Um, and he also called it musical segregation, and he also now calls the radio station Jurassic FM. Um, (laughs) because they said that they preferred that he played Vivaldi's Four Seasons. What? Yeah. Um, he actually intended to play this Jimi Hendrix tribute with Chineke. If y'all don't know Chineke, girl, um, Chineke is a black and ethnically diverse um orchestra in the UK. Um, so check them out if you don't if you don't know about them. But, um. He was told when he, you know, wanted to to play the tribute that, that Jimi Hendrix was quote unquote, not suitable for the station, um, for the station's audience. So they told him, whip out that Vivaldi, sis, um, if you want to play. And so he said, actually, I'm good. I will not play. Um, so this is a quote from him. He says, this is musical segregation. If it was applied to people, it would be legal. Not always um but if that type of mentality is rampant in the arts then we still haven't fixed the problem of prejudice this is much more serious than my feathers being a bit ruffled prejudice and music is completely dreadful they're effectively uh saying that Hendrix is all right in the marquee club but not in the out in the Albert Hall now I think it was I want to give credit where yes it was Garrett Garrett posted um a throwback from Classic FM's Instagram where they actually posted a picture of Jimi Hendrix and a quote when he was praising some, like, classical composers from the canon and was like, oh, so y'all fine with Jimi Hendrix as long as he's talking about the canon, Mm. you know? But then when he wants to play, when this violinist wants to give a tribute to Jimi Hendrix, um, who contributed so much to music, then all of a sudden it's whatever. But y'all really don't care about anybody playing pretty much anything – like like y'all will post, because Classic FM, like you said, post memes and stuff. They also post mm-hmm. people doing like, you know, interesting, quote unquote, or crazy things with their instruments or, you know, whatever. So y'all y'all can post like, oh, someone's playing this song by Queen or by the Beatles on the cello or something. Like y'all would for sure repost something like that. Mm-hmm. Like absolutely. For, like y'all would absolutely do that. I have no doubt in my mind. Well, that's they people too, so. Exactly. So it's like it's not even that. Oh, it's not appropriate for your audience. Oh, it's popular music. Like it's it's really not none of that. Like if we're being one thousand percent, yeah, it's not. Because if they wanted to do a Beatles tribute or something, y'all would be oh, right, come on in, you know. Um. Yeah. So I was like, okay. Um. Uh, and actually, something that I did learn from this whole um from this whole like situation was that apparently towards the end of his uh life jimmy hendrix actually wanted his music played more in symphonic spaces that was something that was a goal of his um in his career unfortunately he died like tragically like, i think he was a, he's in the 27 club which is like all the all the famous people that died mysterious not mysteriously but like coincidentally rather at 27 um mm-hmm. wait, I don't know. Okay. I don't know how many, but I also know Amy Winehouse is one too.
0: Mm. I heard um, about that.
1: Yeah, but don't it's enough talk. of them that they
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: It's enough of them that they, that it's like a thing. Um but yeah, I'm just going to link the article so y'all can hear more about um more about this violinist, um Nigel Kennedy, um and some of the work that he's doing um kind of like around these issues. Um, and just some of the things that he has to say about the whole situation because I was just like, This is one of those things where it's like, Yeah, we're gonna mention it, but also not surprised. You know. Mm. Hate that for us. But
0: yeah. Period. Okay. So um I've said before on the show that I really enjoy Jamel Hills Unbothered. I like Jamel Hill. I think she's a fantastic fantastic fan she's just good at her job she's a f- fantastic journalist like hands down i've there are a few people i know that interview um as well as she does so i was listening to her podcast talking to jasmine guy i had to cut it off because jasmine guy got a role she's playing a jamaican and that just irritates me because one she did the accent she sounds trinidadian and two just hired jamaican i understand it's jasmine guy but whatever anyway so on the episode she has a segment where she just like talks about something random and she was talking about how um because she was talking to jasmine guy jasmine guy was on a different world and she was talking about well all this stuff about hbcus how come you didn't go to hbcu so she was kind of delving into that and she was talking about the whole reason why she even got into journalism in the first place because she had a teacher a mentor rather that was like really hard on her like this is what this is what it has to take to be a journalist and you're going to be a journalist they apparently Detroit has like a journalism prep program I don't know if it's still in existence and she did that program and this black lady who went to FAMU eventually um when FAMU started the journalism program was running it in Detroit and was really hard on her and she she said something to the effect of you know this person was really hard on me almost too hard sometimes but you know as a kid you hate it but you realize in the end that like it was necessary so i asked delaney if she had someone in her life whether it was classical music related music related or not that was like, like really hard on you and like in the moment you wish that they weren't so hard on you because it's like kind of od but in the end you know it ended up working out for you in that it affected the trajectory of your career that's how we're gonna bring it back to where we are now um that that it affected the trajectory um, of your career that you notice like in your daily. So basically someone who gave you tough love but like that that love manifested itself in how you um work and operate today.
1: Sometimes I wish I had very fancy answers to these. But I feel like thinking about like I don't think I had anybody that gave me like really tough, you know, like really tough love. Mm-hmm. And I know that tough love is not synonymous with negative reinforcement but generally stuff like that I don't respond very well to (laughs) because I just what are you doing like (laughs) you can leave me alone (laughs) um but I mean thinking about it I mean I mean you met my mom I feel like I don't know if I would categorize my mom as tough love but I mean I guess in some in some ways i'm trying to think like actually i'm gonna leave that alone <laughs> but like i'm because i can't really think of like specific examples because the actual like person that i thought about when it came to this was when i was um when i was at emf um the teacher that i had there luciano he was somebody that like it reminds me of that of like an episode or two ago when you were talking about tong talking about your your boho and he was like around 28 like <laughs> what else do you, you keep got? that <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah what else <laughs> <laughs> um she gave up eventually and why i don't think she remembered okay well then i guess it wasn't that bad see you and it wasn't i i i fixed i i met her in the middle because what she wanted me to do first of all i changed my sound she's like it sounds so much better I'm like girl we are on zoom anyway that's all we're talking okay <laughs>
1: um but he was like he was like fun and like i liked him but he was also very much like not letting things slide i'm like why don't you just let me slide like (laughs) which is very bad like
0: why would i want that you don't (laughs) exactly you don't um you do not
1: yeah exactly but he (laughs) um something that he kind of i mean i think i mean you and i have talked about this if anybody else is not familiar i know that like different like playing styles differ all over the world no matter what the instrument but like in south america string players like also they body us like it's Girl. it's crazy like <laughs> crazy it's crazy and um luciano's from brazil and basically he was telling me how um like his students don't even they don't even touch the fingerboard for like the first year <laughs> it's all right hand and that was something that he was really hard on me about like especially and that's a really it's really hard to go back to that basic stuff like I used talking about your bow hold like it's hard to go back to that basic stuff with like focusing on that right hand technique because like there's so much I feel like that's something that a lot of string players let fall to the wayside because there's just so much that happens in the left hand that you feel like, oh, well, my, yeah. my intonation, and, and and you're just trying to get the, you know, whatever. Like, you know, it's just so much. There's a lot that happens in the right hand, too, but I feel like a lot of people just kind of take that for granted because they know if they go left to right, it's going to make a sound. But, like, yeah. <laughs> they don't really get down into the – and, like, sometimes they might, you know, oh, bow distribution. Oh, well They might play with the weight a little bit, but the stuff that he – like the 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 little stuff that I had been doing, cause I did bow distribution and the, the slow bow exercises and all that. You know, I had done stuff like that, but the way he would not let me play anything, like <laughs> the way we would spend <laughs> an entire like hour, like the whole lesson on open strings, try to get you know this like sound and stuff. It was it was frustrating, but also it was like when he told me about like how he treats his students that he starts from the beginning how they are not even they not doing nothing on the bass until the right hand is in check it's like you see the results like i've played with the with the bolivars the bolivar orchestra in in venezuela no i I wasn't in venezuela but they are from venezuela um it's just freaking crazy it's just mm-hmm. crazy how they like they just body it. the sound is crazy i don't even know how to <laughs> yeah i don't even know how to explain it um but I feel like that's the closest thing I've gotten because you know I also can't fix my face. So um although, like I said, I liked him, it was also it was a frustrating experience. But I appreciate that he didn't let up on me because I feel like um it was just something that you know he had the for the, the foresight to know that that was something that's very important, especially because that's something that I struggle with. I did not have a big sound. I had a to me, I had a good sound, but not a big sound. Mm-hmm. Um. And so that was something that that
0: he was really he was really on me about, um, but yeah, yeah. Mister Taylor would always be like, "No boat or no sound." He would always. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was, when I first got to Eastman, I was in the trenches. He, this man had me playing all type of like, I was playing regular A 2s He just wanted me to play in tune with a nice sound. That's all I did, like just play in like easy A tubes, like Kreutzer. Of course it's not easy but you know what i mean anyway <laughs> <laughs> so i understand i feel like you have to have a good mindset i think it's also valid for you to be frustrating because you're only with him for eight weeks and he's spending he's doing open string stuff it's like i understand what you're trying to do but we can't only do this because you, <clears throat> d- you can't follow up with me on this like i'm here for eight weeks i'm playing open g it's not like you my professor we gonna do this for a semester and next semester we will it's like this is a, a, a truncated time I want to pick up some stuff I don't know I
1: can see both ways yeah but I also think he probably wanted to drill those exercises into me so that I could do them Mm -hmm. when I went back Mm -hmm. but yeah like uh, 100% of the time you know he did you know touch on mostly excerpts I mostly did excerpts when I was there
0: but Mm. yeah anyway my person is Miss Phillips Miss Phillips is my was my she's still alive but was my 5th grade um, teacher and I was so mad when I found out I had her because she <laughs> did way too freaking much. That's probably the, uh... The, what's the name, kids, when they found out? We got call Miss Brown? <laughs> yeah, probably. Because <laughs> she, did, she did way too much, and she was mean. And she, like, whatever. Did not want Miss Phillips. Got in there, and Miss Phillips, I remember... I remember, especially at that age, I was just kind of existing. Like, you know, so I didn't really... I'm like, why does that so mean? Like, girl, it's 8 o'clock. What are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, I just didn't understand. And, like, I remember, I, I distinctly remember we had to memorize, we each had to memorize, like, a line or two from The Raven. We are 10. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell me there ain't no other literary thing below this level, even a notch. And I'll never forget because this one girl, Brittany Jefferson, sorry, I should not say her whole name. Don't matter. <laughs> ain't nobody going to track her down. Ain't nobody going to track her Brittany Jefferson got the biggest attitude because, like, the words are hard. And she didn't have her part memorized. She didn't come to school. And it was, it's like, you know, this was, this was 2003. Yeah, this was 2003. So, you know, all that, like, supportive kid stuff, that wasn't happening. Like, she just berated her for no class. <laughs> <laughs> like, she was like, You ain't come to school prepare. You always come prepare. And then and Miss Phillips was black. And it was her and then Mr. Combs across the Mr. Combs run the tight shit. Mr. Combs is even not run the tight shit. <laughs> Mr. Combs? Nah. First of all, everybody was scared of Mr. Combs. Everybody. So you have and they both black. So you have Miss you have Mr. Combs and you had I was I was surprised these kids' parents ain't complain. You had Mr. Combs, you had Miss Phillips. Doing too much, doing too much. The way people used to, the stuff they used to put kids through, the stuff you used to get away with, you could not embarrass a kid in front of class like that.
1: Girl, not when, when my sister was in third grade. Was in third? No, couldn't have been in third grade because the teacher she had was nice. There was one teacher that made my my sister need to go to the bathroom, and she told, and she would not let her go, and made her pee on herself when she was like <gasps> when she was a child. Child, yeah. Lisa had my mom had to come up to school I'm oh, on absolutely. that one. On that one. <laughs> Because why would you tell like an eight-year-old or like a seven-year-old, and and they're
0: begging you to go to the bathroom?
1: Yeah, just, no. yeah, oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> my mom's still mad about that. I would be too. <laughs> exactly. My mom. My, my mom always told me if you have to go to the bathroom, they say no, go anyway.
1: Yeah. That was, after that, always... that was the that was the messaging because, because I guess she probably didn't think that that was gonna be an issue. And after that, it was yeah.
0: If you really gotta go, go. Yeah, my mom always told me like, do not. And I can understand to a certain extent, I'm not even gonna lie, when I talk public school, there are kids that I just said no to. Yeah, but, but once like, she asking like, you multiple times and she rocking back and like, forth and she mm-hmm. And also this depends on my mood. To- <laughs> <laughs> just see, depending on Katie, my mood. Katie one of them.
1: <laughs> she on a power trip over some third graders.
0: <laughs> because I remember like my seventh grade class, I worked them kids and the, the they those kids, shout out to Danville Middle School. I hope they're doing well. Those kids Rose to the occasion I gave them <laughs> I gave them i mean these kids were barely playing in first in first position in so and I gave them if you if you know how grading works if you know how grading works in string orchestra rep, then you understand this I gave them like a level four out of five level four out of five arrangement of eighteen twelve that means they put all the stuff in the middle bumpy da 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 all the little development stuff in the middle they had they left all of that in just like adjusted for the level so level four is probably like is upper middle school It's upper middle school early high school I had my I had these kids playing they've been playing their instrument for a year because this this school started in sixth grade so my seventh and eighth graders played that piece they worked so hard because I worked them they were tired of me I'm like same part of the bow I'm like y'all have to be the same part of the bow I'm like uh-uh that wasn't in tune. Uh, uh-uh, not even close. And we were talking about not even close. Jeez. And I'd be like, I used to, get, I used to be on the nurse so bad. I used to be like, so let me understand something. Cause I used to be so irritated with them. I'm like, let me understand something. It sounded like it sounded not good yesterday. Y'all went home and lay head to pillow and came back here. And it sounds the same. Help me understand. And they just looking at me all sad. Cause it was like, that is such a condescending question. But because I'm like, y'all, I'm I'm like, I'm up here fighting for my life, you know, and I, you know, I was, I was unhealthy back then. So I'm out of breath. I'm sweating. I'm up here fighting for my (laughs) life. That's not my fault, bro. (laughs) I'm up here fighting for my life, trying to conduct y'all absolutely clueless. Like y'all don't even know what's going on. Do you even know, do you even know what instrument you holding right now? Okay. You know what? Because I was so irritated, I'm just like, it's common sense. Because when you go down the hall to the math teacher, and I would name one of their teachers, you go down to Miss So-and-so class, you don't understand how to do the math, you go home and you figure it out. But I got to deal with the riffraff, because y'all Girl, couldn't play it yesterday, <laughs> and you come back here, and you play it today, and they looking all sad and pathetic. I'm they like, like
1: jokes on you, was brown, we got a
0: D in math too. <laughs> <laughs> they looking all sad, but they look at, I still see their face. They looking all sad. Like, da, 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 da. I'm like, have a good day. No, all right. right. <laughs> and you leave it on that, but you, you, you go, okay, you balance. So you go, Hey y'all. And then the, the, the real ones, like my favorite kids, they'd be like, uh, <laughs> I remember, I'll never forget this one girl was like, Oh, i you in a good mood today. I was like, what is that supposed to mean? Like, what is that supposed to mean? But they come back the next day and they'll be like, <laughs> they'll be like, um, if they if they was real with me, if they was real with me. They'd be like, "Uh, uh-uh, we ain't forget about yesterday." And I'm like, "Girl, that was yesterday." Anyway, come on, come on soon. Okay. <laughs> See, I would have
1: to be one of them. <laughs> I'm I'm definitely a I ain't forget about yesterday type. I'm a I ain't forget about last
0: month type. I just balanced it out like i knew if i was gonna end like that cause they had that, that doesn't that didn't happen often it was just like we were coming up to a concert and I, so I believe in y'all y'all could do this y'all are just not and also to be fair i came in there a lot of kids like was just not happy with me because i came in there and i just brought the rigor i was like we we playing you know and they were like listen we ain't even here for all that like <laughs> 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 Ain't really what I intended, so I did. I, I got on a lot of people's nerves because I was like, I, "You're playing this stuff." I had a little chamber. I miss public school. I miss that public school, but I would never. oh because I'm thinking about my kids. Like I'm starting to get like emotional. Like they were good kids. They worked so. I had my high schoolers playing simple symphony. They worked hard. They played. We played Grieg. They worked. Hard. They rose to the challenge. They they just rose to the challenge, and that's why I liked kids. I, that's why I like kids because they they are fearless. They they play anything. If I gave them kids the liggity snatter, they will they'll be like, all right, let me see. So you gotta do what, you gotta make them look flat. <laughs> kids are invincible, and I love that. And I miss feeling like that. They will play anything. That's why it's fun to to conduct kids because it's like nothing's too hard. Like oh, I remember I had a student named Vicky. Ain't never shifted before in her life was playing Brandon Bray Casher though. She's like, Oh, you gotta do a scooch up like this, Miss Brown, you go like this, and you just move your hand like that. Oh yeah, That's boom, a new right. name. We ain't calling them shifts no more. They scooches. <laughs> like, <laughs> man, I mean I would never teach up a school again because I spent most of my, I spent one, I don't like working. And two <laughs> <laughs> That part. Two, I rather if I must work, I'd rather play the viola. And and three, I, I didn't teach all the time. You have to do in-school suspensions and IP, IEP meetings and parent-teacher conferences and you're burnt out. What
1: you even talk about in a parent-teacher conference? On?
0: Girl, when I tell you, people, like, I think a half my parents came. Because, like, what are we talking about? Yeah, what are we talking about? Like, so it would be different if so, it was, like,
1: private teacher, like.
0: Yeah, and especially, like, there's so many, it's so easy to blend in an orchestra, like my, I had like 57th graders. How, like, if you're not giving me problems or over excelling, it's like it's very easy for you to just to blend in. So yeah. I spent too much time doing stuff I ain't like. Like, stop emailing me about the grade book. Girl, it's orchestra. And then you got to come up with these frick, like, these head ass, like, okay. things because you have to, <laughs> you have to, like, <laughs> you have to fit into, they have, you have to do assessments. It's a part of the curriculum. They, like they need to you need to show growth you need to be able to measure measure growth so you got to take out time of your curriculum it's like y'all want to measure growth but then y'all want a concert it was just too much and i got an when i was like all right well y'all be easy anyway all right <laughs> <laughs> miss phillips she taught me like really like just to go above and beyond like she really pushed for me to take advanced math and i was like girl i ain't doing all that we going to a new school I it ended up working out anyway i ended up in that class anyway but and I always, like I remember, I don't I'll never forget. I think I told the story before. So we had, so Miss Phillips, we learned cursive in third grade. Kind of put it away. Like no one asked for it. Miss Phillips required everything in cursive, everything in pen. The only thing you could not turn in in pen was um, math homework. Everything must be in cursive, must be in pen. It's two thousand and three. Uh, <laughs> I feel like the computer came. I mean, she had a computer. I think maybe her grade book was still in pencil. Anyway so she so i i we had an essay and i had the title i wrote the title at the top and i changed the the title was too long and it was too big and then i had like mistakes i had scratches out and stuff like that and she made me rewrite that entire thing i'm 10. she made me rewrite that entire thing it was like three pages of an essay you know probably some type of like persuasive essay or like how to build a sandwich it was something like that I remember the topic was something around that five paragraph essay your basic stuff I had to rewrite the whole thing because she's like you don't turn in scratches you don't turn in you don't turn in that and I feel like some of those some of those things I still do hairy with me I mean but I very much like <laughs> I've been pulled aside by a professor in grad school for turning in what I turned in so um what a doozy that was I wish you what I, what's not with you.
1: We were supposed to, yeah, we were supposed to have the rehearsal, and then you <laughs> you came in like an hour later, like, oh, sorry, I got aside
0: <laughs> I love that woman dearly, and she actually emailed me. I need to email her back. Um, that's somebody who is tough love, but I'm not gonna talk about her. It's too fresh. It's too we're too close to to that. Miss Phillips, like, I don't even know where she at. Um but I, I, i'll talk about her 20 years from now and also 20 I mean. okay <laughs> and also of course jen too but jen is jen is different jen's not mean to me i'm, I'm also 28 i feel like people we get it katie you're 28 but i'm saying like jen is not gonna be like Miss feels could be mean to me i was 10 what am i gonna say i'm 10 Jen's like and miss phil she wasn't mean she was just like she was one of them old school black teachers like i feel like if you know what i mean you know what i mean like miss mm-hmm. bobo miss bobo loved me though just, all of all of the God. mean
1: teachers quote-unquote loved me because i'm a good i was a good kid i didn't like being in trouble making you know whatever so all the teachers that everybody else man so and so so mean i'm like they love me they're always nice to me <laughs> i was good
0: at jace like I like laughing. Okay, so she wasn't. No, <laughs> I like I I mellowed out after kindergarten, but I like laughing. Oh, I had to be moved from my friends. I was that kind of kid. Like I was I was smart, but I had to be moved from my. I had to be like Katie stop being so loud. Like I had to, I was that like, mm. do your work, stop talking. I was the type of kid you can move me anywhere. I'd be like, hey Brandon, what you talking about? Like that's,
1: <laughs> that's how my cousin was. I'm I was definitely pushing having class type, like, but my cousin. <laughs> We'll be talking, 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 talking. And then the teacher, would my, my auntie always tells this story. The teacher would be like, Skylar, what is such and such? Like the question, and then Skylar would turn, answer, and then go right back to talking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Period. <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. Oh, well, at least you got the thing right. Right. I'm gonna like, let me be. I don't talk to anybody. Hey, Vicky. Hey, Brandon. Hey, Kayleen. Like, it okay. to everybody. <laughs> Hey, Connor. like, everybody, okay. it, don't, it don't matter who you move me next to. So you might as well put next to my friend. All right. <laughs> and, that, and that class was lit because we had Brittany, freaking Angelisa. Oh, this don't mean nothing to anybody. <laughs> at all. Everybody,
1: everybody like, oh, then Brittany.
0: What is <laughs> that? <laughs> what I do remember, I'm trying to figure out if I got my karma for that. Angelisa, we had a student teacher. Angelisa gave that lady hell for no. But Miss Boyce, she did too much. You a student teacher on your play? She was doing Okay, much. y'all are students.
1: <laughs> so on the total phone,
0: y'all. Lower. She was doing no Delaney. I don't remember exactly what she did. Obviously, this was literally fifteen years ago, <laughs> eighteen years ago. But I just remember her doing too much. But I wasn't as bad as I might like. La- I laughed with them, but like freaking angelisa and Brittany, they probably made that lady cry because she was she was doing too much and that's the thing you cannot cry in front of students they made, oh you can't it's over. they
1: made my my sixth grade teacher cry oh dang i feel bad I know it
0: was very embarrassing and she probably never recovered because everybody gonna say like oh that lady be crying yeah,
1: and it was the it was like okay it was like one of those where they put like the smart ish you know the i don't want to say because i don't want to call other kids not smart but like you know what i mean they mm-hmm. they would group classes together and it was 6a 6b and 6c and 6a was the kids that had the good grades. 6b was in the middle 6c was the class and so they, do
0: that. They, they ain't nobody still do that
1: yeah cause because i that don't, that don't even sound like it
0: worked like and also it, it doesn't sound like it works and also kids know exactly why why you group them
1: everybody who's a eagle we our mascot was eagle and you were like eagle high achiever honor i think it was eagle was the top if you had like 96 to 100 percent like overall grades and then like um and then honor roll and then high achiever was like the B B plus range but like you, all the kids that's on the Eagles list is in this one class all the kids yeah. that's never been on a list before is in this other class you know yeah, so
0: kids be knowing like oh, I'm here with this like oh, it's 6 and
1: I was like you can and then once
0: you, they was on her
1: cause but we got to probably it. It probably they probably was. had fun I know but then
0: they was they probably taking it too far because
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> they really made her cry, and I was like, and then I was just like, bro,
0: she never recovered. But also, you got to thug up. Why you making kids make you cry? Right, well, you got thug up. Maybe she's no having way, a no. hard time at home, and then like, you never know. People being in their personal lives, and yeah, dang, you know, since he was lit, that's why when I was in the string orchestra in my senior year, I'm like, y'all having fun? I'm like, we working, we was playing shots, and Junk in symphony orchestra, y'all having fun, y'all playing arrangements. I was lit. And that's where all the black people were, too. They were probably, 6C was having them. They were lit. <laughs>
1: Dang. But my whole school was black, so they, that's how you, and this teacher, she was like the only white teacher that we had. Oh, and, man. yeah, so that made it even worse. <laughs> it made it so much worse. <laughs> um And then, Aww. yeah, I felt, yeah, I felt Cause then oh, once you start bad. crying It's even worse Cause like It's all the stuff that they did To make you cry And then once you cry Now they're on your head Cause you crying <laughs> <laughs> It's bad but it's, kids worse, suck. but it's bad Yeah kids are very mean Kids, are, kids um, are mean And um But yeah So I mean She was lucky Getting the smoke from them. Like there was kids In 6A That was giving, that was giving smoke too But like Not like 6C But anyway This has nothing to do With the podcast at, And uh, to the Classical music no one knows what we're talking about, and <laughs> it's completely off topic. Is that the end of the intermission?
0: Um, yeah, we learned about Miss Phillips and Sixty and making teachers cry and playing open strings. Yep, that's. I feel like that's very well well rounded. So yeah,
1: I'm here for it. Yep. And All right. If you're not skip ahead. <laughs> so moving on. So, something that was going to be in the news um, a week or two ago, but then was not, because it's our show, so we can do what we want, uh, <laughs> was the fact that um, Apple Music announced- literally no they
0: one ha- challenges us on that. No one has ever been like, you guys don't.
1: Yeah. We always be <laughs> like, well, what sometimes we be trying to make decisions, we're like, but we can't do this. And we're like, also, why can't we? It's literally our show. No one's going to check us. So... <laughs> our um, show
0: and, and people probably listening like ain't nobody said it wasn't. Right. Y'all on the f- y'all on the cover. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: Apple Music acquired a classical music streaming service, Primephonic. Um that recently happened a couple weeks ago. So, if you don't know um about Primephonic, um it's basically it was a classical music streaming service that was specifically um optimized for streaming classical music the search in the uh browsing functionality was specific for that um it also featured expert recommendations from their team as well as context on rep and um recordings um so I'm guessing that is like program notes or something like you know like that's kind of what that that gives um for anyone that's kind of like wondering like why would classical music need their own streaming service I know like a main thing with that like if I for example was like streaming classical music not from a playlist that I made but like just in general like how you could just put on you know like a curated playlist from a streaming platform or um in my case I was using Pandora a lot like they don't recognize a lot of services don't recognize the fact that People record and re-record the same pieces over and over again. Mm. um So, like, I would get the same, like, okay, y'all playing me the Overture to L'Noza de Figaro, like three times in the same hour, or three mm. times in thirty minutes, because it's like, oh, this is a different record. This is a completely different song, different artist, different album, like you know. um So it was made to sort of mitigate things like that, um, and just make it a a more I don't know, classical music centric experience. So, they were it, it was actually pretty new that I was like that's actually pretty good that Apple wanted to buy them because they've only been around for like I want to say like maybe maybe 5 years, so like mm. um really not that long ago. So, they announced that they had bought the streaming service um and Apple um also announced that they would be working on not only bringing over the features from Prime Phonic to Apple Music, but creating their own cl- special app for classical music listeners um, under the Apple Music umbrella. So it's not even just going to be like an add-in to Apple Music. Apparently it's going to be a standalone app, classical music experience, um, that will have all of the things that Prime Phonic has plus exclusive audio content. So first, I want to get an idea because I know that you told me off- the record or off the mics i guess that you had no idea that prime phonic even existed and don't okay uh, i know <laughs> it did I, I do follow classical music stuff so like i would get i've gotten like ads for prime phonic on my instagram before mm. um but we'll, we'll get into that first i want to know like what if any classical music like media or tech Or something or anything like that whether it be apps podcasts like whatever sort of um media that you use to engage with classical music outside of your it doesn't even have to be outside of your practice but like even if you use like for um for practice like do you consume and I also want to know is something like this this app as I've as I've explained it something that you would as a classical musician be interested in or um yeah like would you use it
0: Okay, so I only use um my tonal energy tuner. Shout out to the best tuner out there. That giant is the best tuner. That's a tonal energy tuner. If you're using anything else, I don't even know what you're doing, baby. Like, okay, chill. <laughs> What's so good about this tuner? No, for real. That's like the best tuner. Um and no. <laughs> I like <laughs> i like all my stuff in one spot so and i really like spotify so like really really like spotify everything i do everything on spotify um so there's really there will really be no reason for me to to use something else even if it had even if it had like exclusive like it's very rare that i even go out of my it's gonna sound bad but it goes it's very rare that i go out of my way to listen to a specific it's very like it, it's like if I like,
1: huh? A
0: what? Nobody knows what that is. <laughs> <laughs> it's it like if I like like Janine, like I love Janine Jansen, right? So like, I'm gonna look for her on Spotify. She's not there. I'm going YouTube. There's mm. no reason for me to. <clears throat> and if I was like the piece, like obviously everyone's interpretation is different but if I like the piece I got the piece I guess it's there the only time I've ever gone out of my way to listen for a specific recording um I was I was working on an excerpt and Jen was like go listen to this orchestra do this thing it wasn't on it wasn't on Spotify so I had to go out of my way to go find that but I don't see myself having to hip-hop through different apps to listen to different stuff especially like like Spotify has a like song thing so like it's a rotation of like i just like songs and it just plays everything song that i like and so i'm liking different stuff so that's like my most diverse playlist because it's like i like classical music reggae's on there whatever whatever ah ah. so now i'm flipping back and forth between nah i think this this (laughs) practicality of it i wouldn't long story short practicality of it i wouldn't even use another app i don't care if it was the best app ever ever. like i just don't see myself doing that yeah i
1: would say like I feel like if I listen to classical music, it's usually on YouTube. Um, I, that's just where I go to listen to it. <laughs> I feel like I don't have much classical music that I down. I have the only classical music I have on my like actual in my music library are things that I bought mm-hmm. um, before I started using Apple Music for streaming. I would have to also say that my answer is no. I feel like a bad person, but like also like I'm just wondering like because Prime Phonic was a subscription. And I'm just really wondering, like, dang, like people are really subscribing for oh, a classical Roddy music Payton's... only uh, app. I'm really wondering what. I feel bad, but I, I do wonder what the draw is for that.
0: Karate paid a subscription. Ask Eastman. Okay,
1: <laughs> right. That's my Custom <laughs> music
0: subscription. Right, like, <laughs> <laughs> girl, at Eastman and ISU, life for life, actually, at this rate, okay. so.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um but that kind of got me thinking like so we both said it it don't sound like you know we we speculating you know maybe they're gonna come out with a
0: if they can if they come up with a joint where like i could um where i could like turn my app on and like right over there in that corner Eatsock okay. pop up okay that's lit that's lit, or what's that? Is it smart house? No, for real, I'm for real. You're not listening. All right, no, you're not. You're not listening, you're and not listening. that's you're intentional. Me. Here, oh, okay. <laughs> well, we're here on a podcast. People are waiting to hear what I have to say, so open your mouth. Guarantee they're not. Okay, so you okay. don't. Remember. So you see
1: that little? That little it's like a twenty with a or a ten with a circle around it. I mean, skip ten seconds. So just skip until you hear Katie stop talking.
0: Nope. No, no. We can wait ten seconds. Okay. <laughs> You know a smart house where like they had that phone where like you not hello where like the image would pop up 3D on your phone. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Delaney, Delaney. Just finish what you gotta say. I'm gonna just I'm let just her saying, tucker herself out. <laughs> I'm just saying if they had that on the app where like it popped up. You know, look at my phone. It, like you listening to your thing, you you looking at the wall, and my phone right here in your screen.
1: I, you're not even up on my screen, so you know oh, my dang. computer. My computer does whatever, uh, so yeah. I don't want to. I'm not even gonna click away from this.
0: Dang, okay, just imagine me. I'm holding my phone, nope. and and it um like an image, a 3D image pops up on your screen. Someone come up with that? That's lit. I will get the app for that. Absolutely, indubitably, I will get that. All right. <laughs> not indubitably.
1: Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but that just got me thinking. As like, I'm I'm wondering what they mean by exclusive audio content too, because that doesn't seem like recordings. That might seem like supplementary or or you maybe know things you like podcasts
0: and things like that, or like even um, your people practicing, or like maybe even like uh, dress rehearsals. Sound fun. I do have I do have a tape.
1: I have a, like a box of like Stravinsky. T- I'm going to ask Richard, Dr. Richard, does he want that? Because you know, he did his master's thesis on Stravinsky. And it's like some it's like sorry. <laughs> it's um like Stravinsky things and it's also some rehearsals that he conducted on like on yeah. CD. Like that like I I guess I could see that. Like I mean, but that's also the appeal of that is that Stravinsky's no longer here and like, you know, like I mean, people would pay to see that for really famous conductors, I suppose. Um, Do you think so? I, I mean, open for her, they invite donors know. and things to open. Yeah, like if definitely if there know. was like a yeah, especially like
0: give. yeah, like people who are like really intense like, classical music, really like like yeah, a really famous like almost celebrity conductors. Yeah,
1: um, but I'm also like kind of wondering what that is. But I was like thinking about this because I feel like we haven't we've talked about classical music in social media before. But, like, thinking about, like, the things that we use every day, like, streaming services and, like, just tech and media and stuff. And how a lot of the things that we draw from on this show are, like, in popular culture and popular media. And, like, we kind of, like, bridge the gap to classical music. I was just, like, kind of wondering, especially as people who are in classical music media, I guess, um, like, what it would look like for that sort of, like there for there to not be a a gap to bridge you know what I mean like for something like that to be normal um in classical music kind of like modernizing it in a way because it seems like that's kind of like what they what they want I was gonna ask you what type of techno like what type of like advances in that sort of field would you like to see but you already told me and it was ridiculous
0: so I suppose <laughs> okay hold on Let's, let's <laughs> relax. What's ridic- what's ridiculous, Delaney, about having an image of Yo-Yo Ma You'd, in my living room? You don't even know. Because I was trying to switch it up. Imagine, oh, okay. you can't, it's, it's COVID enough, can't go outside. But your phone can project a 3D image of freaking Charlie Pickler. Playing a viola sonata in your living room—that's revolutionary—and it's only because I can't do basic <laughs> math. Why I wouldn't come up with it by my own? I know you
1: said Charlie Pickers. I'm like, ain't that the dude from Rats
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to come up with 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 a, a musician's name, and for some reason, that's the only long former principal of violas of the Chicago Symphony. That's like the only person I could think of out of the hundreds of musicians, hundreds. That's revolutionary, and it's only because I can't do basic math anymore. Why I won't do it. So, and I feel it's, like you should validate that. All right, it's validated. The
1: oh. thinking about like other, the only other thing that comes to mind for me as far as like classical music apps and like things like that. Like, I mean, you said the only classical music app you got is your tuner or whatever. Your, um, well, hold on, what do you have? I have my tuner, I use a strobe tuner it's incredibly fine like like i don't know how to explain it like i don't want to say detail but it's like incredibly like sensitive you know um and yeah that that one is not free it's like 10 bucks on the app store i've used that one for quite a while um and i have my metronome but i think that metronome app i had to get another one because they stopped like doing whatever to that one, like it wouldn't work no more. They like the app went away. Um, I used to use Tempo, so, and then I also have Scale Master, the Amazing Slow Downer, and Tenuto. Um, those are the classical music apps that I have. Hmm. I think those are all of them. Like the Amazing, slow downer, the the amazing can, slow downer is the one where you can, yeah, where you can put it in. For people that don't know, you can change pitch and um, um, tempo and stuff. Um, that's really useful. It's useful for like slow practicing. It's useful for practicing with recordings. It's also useful for us as bass players because you can play things with accompaniment if you're in solo tuning or if you're not in solo tuning and your accompaniment is your accompaniment is you can switch the pitch um, of what you're playing to match whatever it's tuning you're It's crazy because when in. that
0: first came out well educators were crazy about it because it's like period like my kids can we can do orchestra but when it first came out the pitch would be distorted, mm-hmm. so it's just so interesting that I, I I mean I'm sure they of course they got the technology to do it but like I just haven't heard them. When you said the amazing slow down, I'm like, when is the last time I heard of the amazing slow downer at an ASSA yeah. conference? Honestly, <laughs> um, yeah.
1: And then Tenuto is like music. If y'all are familiar with MusicTheory.net, it's like their app. Um, Dr. Richard called me at a moment of weakness, so I got the app <laughs> you, um,
0: Richard, I feel like you asked Richard. He got games on his phone. He gonna pull it up, right? Because um, I was
1: desperate. um As you know, I was down bad um in auto skills. So that's actually the only music app on my phone that is not offloaded. When I saw my mention them offloaded, I was like, wow, that's a wake up call. <laughs> <laughs> I want um, my top. Okay. <laughs> Um, the only other classical music app that I can think of that, um, was like, I feel like a lot of the times, like, people come up with things that are supposed to, like, u- usually when things like this come up with classical music apps, um, and, like, media and, and technological, technological advancements come up, they're usually, like, to assist and di- to, in, like, musicians' mm-hmm. work, um, in practice, um, for example, like, there are a couple apps where, like, you can play along like they have a bunch of like yeah Preloaded things mm. they pretty much never had anything for um for bass and then yeah, i almost um, had two
0: apps if you asked me this a couple weeks ago and i downloaded that app you're talking about because it was came up on my instagram feed and you get to pay for it and i'll be like i'll be doggone now with imsop <laughs> and youtube <laughs> let's put them together Exactly,
1: and there was another one that I'm actually gonna search and see if they're still. It was called DAC app, I think, and it was kind of like MasterClass, the platform, but for classical music. Oh, and they honestly. had a yeah, that was like, hmm, they had a lot of really they had a lot of big names on there, um, <laughs> um and it looks like yeah they're not they're no longer um active because I'm on their Instagram, but they had a lot of big names um doing doing master classes and things like that. Um yeah, but it was sort of it was uh, sort of like that, um like a master class and there would and it was like really high quality master classes and things like that. Um and so those I feel like there was one more. Oh, the one that we did our very first workshop was in co oh <laughs> Oh my gosh, our very first sponsorship was by a company named Encoda, which was like, we, it, it was actually pretty extensive, it had a lot of stuff, yeah. it had a lot of um, sheet music and it was kind of like, you know, how a lot of people have the iPads where they mark up their music, it was like that, and you had a subscription, and it had a lot of sheet music, it had excerpt books, had etudes, a lot etudes, quite a bit of variety on there, Um which, I mean, it surprised me. It was like an online music library type of type of situation. Um, but like I said, though, I feel like all of the classical music apps that, like, have, that I've seen kind of emerge have been, like, very, like, niche mm-hmm. and, like, for us. And one of the things that was in sort of the the communications, the press release and things about this, um, the acquisition of Prime Phonic by Apple Music was that the CEO of Prime Phonics said that it would be a tremendous development for classical music. They were thinking about um, developing a new audience, a future audience for classical music. And I'm just wondering how you feel about that. Like, do you think that an app for it, like specifically for classical music is something
0: that would actually help that? Girl, No maybe not okay not completely no that's kind of dense not completely no but like people have access to classical music on youtube and i feel like that's more accessible maybe i'm maybe someone can correct me if they feel if they if i'm missing something but i feel like it's more accessible on youtube whether instead of having to download an app and then go into apple music and try to find all this stuff unless apple music is going to be like on a spotify and, and curating playlists and just and it's going to Pop up on everybody's stuff. I like got some YouTube stuff. Oh that's the only God. way I could see how it would become more accessible because that doesn't. You could type in blah 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 bum on YouTube and okay. it's gonna pull up. Literally, it's gonna pull up YouTube. It's gonna pull up what's what's that? Base So <laughs> sorry, it's late and I got like two hours of sleep last night. I was just tossing turning. Um. So I I, I mean maybe I'm dense. They have their are behind the scenes. Like they know. Maybe they got metrics and uh, this and that And bate About how it's gonna I swear half of the show was gibberish <laughs> <laughs> They probably got all type of metrics and stuff But Yeah First, when I, when I was look, looking at you when you were saying And I was like, huh? That's so why I feel like a lot of people in classical music Just live in the clouds And that's why we don't get a lot done Like, y'all just live in the clouds That's what I was like Because I was like
1: I feel like a lot of these things like like I said the past ones have been marketed towards classical musicians and I feel like oh, a specific classical music app is not something that is going to be yeah. like revolutionary for creating these audiences. So like I was just thinking about the fact that we on the show talk a lot about like what people can do to get more people into the concert hall um and and appeal to new audiences mm-hmm. and I'm just kind of wondering like how that translates to this because that's something that they say that they want to do with this app but i've literally never thought about introducing people to classical music um using a platform like this especially a streaming platform that's kind of where because like we've we've done put me on and we like talk about classical music and stuff Mm. so that's why i'm like maybe that exclusive audio content that they mentioned will be podcasts will be oh it said audio so it's not gonna be video but you know something like that to kind of bridge the gap but I am wondering like of all these conversations that we've had um about creating new audiences for classical music like do you even see like a way or an opportunity for a streaming platform or like a, a classical music app to be the thing to bridge the gap
0: Wait, sorry, one more time. The gap between
1: between what classical music is now and new and bringing new audiences in, because that's something that they mentioned. Like, oh, this is gonna be revolutionary for classical for classical music. It's gonna bring new audiences. It's gonna X, Y, and Z. I
0: feel like not with this app. I feel like that's no tea. That's no shade. I really don't mean it like that. But what I mean is like i feel like apps have that are just like because how would you get people to click on it you know what i'm saying like even like when i open my spotify every day like on fridays i love friday because they have like a, a friday pick thing so those friday picks like things i might like are what that's it's that list for a reason mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so i feel like oh, i don't want to i don't want to say it, but okay I feel like if they want to reach a larger audience, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to go. A lot of people. I think she was a black ex. I don't remember Nia, Amani, or something like that. A couple of weeks ago, so her sound on TikTok went viral because she. People were fascinated by this black woman composing, and then people were using the sound on TikTok for all this other stuff. And then I came across this um, this girl's video the other day. And she was like, "Oh my God! Like, Nia, she just dropped a new song. She said song, right? Nia's is a composer. Nia just dropped a new song on Spotify. Been waiting for this. Like, I listened to her piece. What I forgot the name of the piece when she premiered it with that orchestra in Texas. She 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 made a video about this piece, this the song. And I and I've been waiting for her. And she put a new album out on. That's how. I feel like people. I feel like people just slightly missed the mark. It's like yes, yeah, like elect. I was gonna say electricity. Okay, Benjamin Franklin. Yes, like technology is the way, but it's like you have to just know how to do it. Because mm-hmm. when I tell you that girl's sound went viral, everybody was using that 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 song that sound that she that she made, and the sound was the symphony. I think it was Dallas. Symphony. Was Dallas Symphony playing? That was a sound that she used on TikTok, and it went viral. And people kept using it for all different types of stuff. People cooking. People walking in the park that's how tiktok works the sound goes viral people keep using the sound and that's a way that's how you get classical music more exclusive you put it into people's everyday lives if people are on itunes like i mean some people are adventurous some people i found moneybag (laughs) yo by proxy because it's probably because he's similar to the bobby but i found him by by proxy sometimes i just click on things just to see like some people are like that some people are not you know, I know mm-hmm. a lot of people who are like, nah, I'm, I'm good. So, I think yeah. the ideas, there are just not fleshed out. But like that's not, you, maybe the publicity from it will get people to be like it. But I don't, I don't know. What's lost on me is
1: how, I think it being a separate app would appeal to people who are already interested in classical music. Mm-hmm. Well, some, because we both just said it wouldn't. So but some of them and then yeah and then it being integrated into an already existing streaming experience might be a better bet for bringing in new audiences Mm -hmm. but even so yeah like i'm sure like obviously prime finding was doing well enough for apple music to even feel the need to buy them um but i'm also wondering like actually i'm pretty sure none of what we what's going on in classical music is going to translate to this because i don't know who they got on their team doing it i know prime phonic was based somewhere in europe i forget the country um right so um but i don't know who apple music has kind of constructing this experience because i know that for this they're kind of like trying to bring in classical music experts. that's what prime phonic had been doing for the the um Expert recommendations, et cetera, et cetera. They're
0: going to bring in people that look like that dude that was talking to Meg. I'll bet tell you. Like, the answer be at, be at the helm. The answer just be so... It be in 72 font for me, and y'all just go right around it. That's why I just be like, I just be watching y'all. Like, I don't understand what else y'all want. You had the opportunity. You had Meg, the stallion, to you have made the stallion right there you got this weird dude to come talk to her y'all doing this whole app thing and you got people from europe leading the conversation good luck. i I don't like you know what i'm saying it's gonna work a little bit but it's just like I i was talking to somebody the other day um and they were like um it's like people people are feel people in a different generation, I felt they, they just missed the point, like just slightly. It's just like it's just not all oh, I don't know if that's your experience. And we were talking about like this idea of how like separated I felt from the Chicago Symphony, even the Evans Symphony, how how separate I felt from, from that experience and they were saying like, Oh, when I was younger, like we just like went to the symphony, like that's just what we did. And I'm like, That's what you did. Mm-hmm. And it's like you can't just expect people just to go if it's just not, that's not what people do. And it's like, well, do you have access? I'm like, no, my my mom was not taking me down there to to do that. Like, that's just not what, what people do. So the expectation that it's like people are just going to click on something arbitrarily and, like, then the world's going to be saved. It's kind of weird to me and just, like, not fleshed out. Mm-hmm. But they got people running numbers behind the scenes, so I'm sure they...
1: Yeah, I'm sure there's probably going to be, there probably, for their taste, will be enough classical musicians to patronize it. I just want to clarify, like, for those that probably, that might have been a little bit confused, is that, like, a while ago, it was a couple years ago, there was a video of Meg The Stallion, like, oh. talking to a classical music guy. But he was, like, some, like, nerd that had never, like, listened to anything other than classical music before. And so, like, it was just very... Or, like, ever talked
0: to anyone else before,
1: yeah, and you could tell it was sort of it was sort of gimmicky, like oh, classical music, this thing that's the antithesis of hip hop. Like you know, it was just something. It was like that. It was kind of like playing on that. Oh, it's only white people and stuffy, nerdy white people that listen to this. And here's Meg, and sh- she like check her booty and like like it was just like yeah, it, it was, was that it sort was of that thing.
0: That weird, like you're right, gimmicky, like. What was she wearing too? Cuz I feel like she was wearing like something she would perform in. I'm like, she if you look at her every day on Instagram, like that's not how she dressed. I don't remember. My memory's fuzzy on that. But I feel like she was wearing Yeah, and he
1: was in like a tux or something. It's like, like "What are we doing?" <laughs> just like ridiculous.
0: Um, and then also with the whole like
1: like cuz I feel like with the whole saying like, "Oh, y'all got people from Europe um leaving the conversation if y'all don't know" I just feel like a lot of the conversations that we're having about diversity, like, they really... In what I've seen and what both of us have seen, which is why that... Which is why we were kind of, like, knowingly, like, yeah, is that those things kind of... They have fallen short across the pond, even more so than Mm -hmm. they do over here, which is super hard, but somehow accomplished. Um, Just buy. I know y'all hate research, but... (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> um yeah but you know th- people love to assume that you're just talking but yeah, it's, yeah, it's the truth people. like we still fighting for y'all to stop using blackface over there so they still remember that? that's what i'm saying like we still fighting for y'all to stop like they you remember that time this was all this was like maybe a year or so ago when they was doing working best and they had all those white people sign that paper saying that they were black what? so people wouldn't get mad about it <laughs> this is like in belgium or something
0: i was like bro yeah girl i feel like either last year either last year or t- late 2019 missy copeland had to ca- call out um i think it was the bolshee ballet for doing blackface in one of their ballets and my like, first of all listen shout out to Missy copeland one of my favorite people girl they in russia like at like you have to call space baby like russia <laughs> Okay, <laughs> like I feel like Jesus is gonna come way before okay anything we're talking about over here reaches over there.
1: <laughs> yeah, so um, I don't know. Yeah, I was just like a little confused by that. I wonder. It just seems like it just seems like there is a lot of faith on that end that this will be something that will revolutionize classical music and really bring it. Closer to the mainstream. I will see. I will check out whatever I can for free. Um <laughs> when it is launched. Does Apple me
0: to take up space? I don't
1: know. I think only if you download stuff, because you can add you can add stuff to your to your library without downloading it for like offline listening. Mm. And if you wanna like if I go on a plane, I just make sure I download what I want to download. But I don't know if that it takes up a lot of space. I don't know.
0: I haven't got no notification. Maybe it's, it's yet. an Apple podcast. Yeah. Your phone be wanting to time out. Back when I had that iPhone Seven, girl, <laughs> your phone be on your last leave. Like I got, you got to delete twenty episodes of a podcast. That's why, right. unbeknownst to
1: you, right? Um, but yeah, we're gonna see. I'm excited specifically for exclusive audio content because everything else is really just classical music. So it's like I know what that, like I I get this, like. Music. Yeah, streaming services like the music part is very straightforward, but the rest of it, I just feel like there's a lot of different conversations going around in classical music right now. This could be an opportunity for this to be involved. It all really all just depends on how on who y'all have behind the scenes. If y'all are, if y'all are bringing over that team from Prime Phonic, which probably, probably maybe
0: yeah, I don't know how that stuff works. Yeah. Um,
1: maybe, maybe for the initial setup, they probably are, but also I know, you know, ain't no shortage of people applying to work at Apple, so.
0: I wonder what they are gonna do. I wonder why they think, I'm, I'm curious to see, like, why they, why they believe so heavily that it's gonna revolutionize. Not revolutionize, but get more people to listen to classical music.
1: Especially because if you depend on, like, star power or, like, like, people who follow, or or yeah who like follow certain orchestras um and are a fan of certain orchestras like in this past year a lot of orchestras have come out with their own streaming stuff and their own apps Mm -hmm. and stuff like that i don't know if LA phil probably has an app um seattle symphony has an app they also have a streaming service um it's video though so not audio but yeah they have a stream a subscription streaming service. I'm sure. Oh, New York Phil has one for sure. So I'm sure that other orchestras also have them. Because um, that's the only other thing I was thinking about. I'm like, what exclusive are they going to put? Like, maybe if, you know, Duda mail did a X, Y, and Z. That's to, draw to on Instagram.
0: Hmm? stay talking on Instagram. They can go on Instagram too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm very curious. Also, I wonder, like yeah i don't know i just feel like also stars in classical music i just feel like yeah if they wanted to get more people to listen to classical music maybe lin manuel oh, miranda would have been a better uh, entry point because people like like people still know Dudamel, of course and like yo yo ma mm-hmm. and if you really know something about classical music that i feel it like then it's eats out comes into the conversation if you and Hillary Hahn and if you really know something, and, and then it goes from there. But like, yeah, I feel like y'all be. Missing oh, you stuff. already know we are probably gonna get a two set violin podcast or something. I forgot about that. I will pay. Wow, to, I was so happy. I will pay to get my ear canal removed. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm just trying to think of what it could possibly be. Now they, they was probably they was probably drawing up the contract, asking us. And now this episode come out. Now they so. To see, I I mean, they don't
0: care what we gotta say. We two black <laughs> girls don't care what we gotta say from Europe. <laughs> they don't care what we gotta say. Well, I mean, I from, I about oh, like Apple. Oh, Apple. I, it's I forgot yeah. it. Apple. Apple. Yeah. I mean, what makes sense to me? You want people? You have to. You have to do tasteful gimmick. What makes the most sense to me? Lin Manuel Miranda. He just did Hamilton. He wrote Hamilton. All that stuff. Ah, uh, make him be the I person have. that goes. Everybody loves Hamilton. And he could be like, oh, Hamill Hayden. Like, you know, he could make... Okay. The, <laughs> he could <What>? make... <laughs> I'm just talking to y'all. But he could make the... He can make... Finding somebody who it makes sense to... Who, th- who do people listen to? Justin Bieber? People listen to Justin Bieber? What's the girl? Doja Cat. I don't know if she's a classical... But I just feel like y'all miss... Y'all, y'all got Apple money now. I feel like just... Putting the music up there is kind of weird to me. Like, he just wanted to do it by itself with a couple of posters and pop-up ads. Okay.
1: I'm just kidding. Yeah, like, I'm just trying to conceptualize it because I, it, I think it's launching soon. So... Well, they're they're first they're gonna like carry over so that the Prime Phonic like people who subscribe can like mm-hmm. still have their stuff. So they're just carrying it over and then the actual app is gonna like relaunch or whatever sometime. They didn't put a date on that. But um yeah, I was just very curious about how this is gonna look because especially with the past year of so many orchestras going online, so many orchestras kind of trying their hand at that, sort of like having their own platform thing. Cause I feel like there are soloists and and stars in classical music, but like I also feel like the the support and um, the pool of some of these major orchestras will be something that could benefit. Like, cause La Phil just had a concert with her. They're having one with Sid um, at the like at the Ford Theater. They do more like they just did a Black Panther thing at the Hollywood Bowl. Like. Mm-hmm. That could be a big pull, but also they got that soundstage thing, They own, like, series where they got their own in-house production. Like, we're going to see. We're going to see.
0: Also, exclusive content, I would pay, I would, I would watch Lizzo walk me through a flute concerto and teach me the form of a concerto and sonata like form. For money. You said what? Said for money. I can't see you. So. Lizzo's a bad uh, example for me because Okay <laughs> I watch her TikTok for free. Mm-hmm. And also like I don't Yeah. I like Lizzo's personality. I like everything about Lizzo, but I just don't like pop music I don't like that. Mm-hmm. So only only some of her songs bop for me, so it's just like I could pay for you. Or I could just support you on TikTok. I'll choose the letter. So,
1: yeah. Let us let us know what y'all would like to see from a classical music app from a a dedicated classical music experience. Because I personally am having a, a very hard time. Yeah. Conceptualizing, I think the closest thing that of something that I would spend money for spend money on not right now, but it would have in the past is that MasterClass one. Um. Just because, like, they had. Like when I was like studying, like maybe because I don't remember it being crazy expensive. Um, I'm trying to think about like
0: what it would be. You know, I would spend money for that. Yeah, like because they have
1: people like Kim Kaskashian and stuff. Like, I don't know if her specifically, but like people of that caliber for sure.
0: Yeah, but the American Veil Society, I, the reason why I hesitate, the American Veil Society does a fantastic job of making content. So it's like if I wanted to learn about, I'll see. Uh, we, right. we just not the, we just not the customers for this yeah <laughs> this the moral of the story i'm just thinking about that i mean but i'm not finna lie the berlin field did a series they only released one video well i don't know i don't remember if you have to pay for it or not but the berlin field did a series where the principal violas did excerpts and man at the time i didn't have the technique to do that Mendelssohn, but now. When I when I I finally picked up what he was putting down, I was like, I would I wouldn't pay for it because I'm pa- I paid tuition, but I feel like it's a little refresher. If it was included in my subscription, if I'm already paying ten dollars a month for Apple Music, that That's came a, with
1: it. Honestly, what you said about the American Viola Society, that would be an avenue for them, um, like things like that, because like you said, they do a good job of creating content. I was, and then that got me thinking about ISB, the International Society of Bassists, and like. Yeah, they do put stuff out, but also and so then I was thinking, well, why would they partner with something like this because you know, cut out the middleman, but also like the production, the level of production that you would be able to get from a partnership like this. That I feel like that would work on all sides because I feel like more like people would probably go to the app at least musicians, which kind of brings us back to what I was saying about all of these things being pretty niche. But like musicians would definitely go and do that if they had like good production, good content, good guest artists and things like that. Mm. um and it would probably it would probably be worth it for those organizations to have a middleman because of how much better their production would be and therefore how much bigger the pool would be but also um i was like are we giving our free game but i'm like also we're not gonna do this so (laughs) it doesn't matter yeah giving out free game only matters for things that you would actually execute <laughs> so
0: I mean yeah good luck we gave you a whole bunch of stuff it's Apple y'all have money use the money y'all have instead of buying yachts alright y'all could oh, do they, they, they can sky? do both um, yeah <laughs> sky's the times limit. Over. literally sky's the limit So it's right so if they want
1: to do your 3D phone idea
0: bet you shout out to I- iPhone 14 when they gonna have it you could have your phone etac perlman right here playing you with chaconne all right it's coming you saw it here first you gotta open your third eye all right and so on that note let's just go ahead and apply this. or we could
1: just we could just wrap it
0: here <sighs> why i thought you only got two hours of sleep i did over well, here now all right glory be to god Let's go, cause my eyes are burning. All right, <laughs> I, I, that's what I said. <laughs> I was waiting for you to stop vamping. All right, y'all. So for Black Excellence, when we hype you up, gas you up, and give you your props because there's room for everyone at the top this week. I am talking about um, Nicole Thompson. Now, I don't know a whole lot about Miss Ma'am because you know she's on TikTok. But let me explain. Let me explain. Let me explain. So. The cool thing about her is that she's a black flautist. Oh, obviously. Wait. Okay. Wait. Okay. She's a flautist, and she goes to Bradley University. Shout to Bradley University in Peoria, Illinois. And she makes these videos, and she'll be like, "You can't tell me that da 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 doesn't slap." And she plays the flute, and she plays it very well. And she's created like this little TikTok. Meme. I'm gonna play one of her videos. She play- she's created this little TikTok community with her fifty thousand followers and stuff like that, where she just plays the flute. um Here, like for for example, like this. Y'all cannot sit here and tell me that folks are not be bussing. Because he be bussing. But anyways, I played this same part of this concerto in the beginning of quarantine. I want y'all to peep this improvement. Peep the improvement. <laughs> So she makes content like that and also she's jamaican so big up yourself um so yeah i'm gonna link her tiktok and her instagram You could check her out i just love i love black people um crystal said something to me quest not to me well yeah because <laughs> it was in my speaker um so crystal and said cut. to me um she said something she loves seeing black people do stuff and just be all up in in spaces that they they are perceived not to be in and just taking all y'all stuff and I just love that she plays a flute she plays it well she makes content talking about kind of remind me of like what we do talking about classical music in a colloquial way because Nikki got mad at me one day because I said something about Beethoven and something like that she was like hey not about that my girl they were selling hot links and beer in the aisles of these concerts and then y'all made it all of this glamour and Concert hall and just like that, girl. They were peeing in the aisles and yelling. all right. Were they? <laughs> yeah, for, girl. You always like, take it there. Girl, it was like sixteen eighty seven. They weren't. Look me in my face. Tell me not. Look into the camera. Tell me not. You can't peeing in the aisles, Katie. Yeah. So they had indoor. That's plumbing. what they were doing. They had indoor huh? plumbing. They, had indoor, huh? plumbing. they had indoor plumbing. That
1: don't mean they peeing in. The, there's see. This is the <laughs> thing with Katie. It's always one extreme or the other. There's nothing in between getting up in the middle of an orchestral concert and peeing in the aisle and having a indoor plumbing in 1680, whatever year that you said. They can't even leave the room.
0: What are you going to go? They already outside. outside.
1: Katie, let's not do this. Um, <laughs> Shout out to you. I just <laughs> We need to stop doing black accents because somebody's going to sue us because I just feel like we just really just put disrespect on everybody's name that we, we do black respect excellence We respect you! We just get sidetracked. <laughs> right. We spent like 15 minutes talking about Medea in the middle of somebody's <laughs> <laughs> black <excellence>, Like, uh. <laughs> I just, I feel like there was a, a a pocket to say this and then I'll let it pass by but I just want y'all to know that when I took that person to see their first orchestra concert the very first question that they asked me at the end or was in the middle or oh, it was, I think it was after the first piece whatever it doesn't matter after they heard it they were like so what is the appeal of this type of music like, oh my god oh my god wow oh man i know
0: i had to try hopes and um now what is the appeal i know you good come on man what's the appeal of anything <laughs> yeah well you know
1: i tried my best. it's okay they didn't hate it they assured me that they did not hate it they were just like it was like kind of like when you don't get something and, and they acknowledge that like maybe over time like once you start to understand it more however they did not read the program notes which I told them multiple times it will tell you something about what to listen for the piece but chose not to do that. so just that was just funny to me. That reminds me of when we did put me on with my sister and you one of <laughs> us asked One of us asked her what comes to mind when you think of classical music and she just stared off in his face for a couple of seconds and said nothing. <laughs> Jeez. Like,
0: that's ridiculous.
1: And then she I think she was like, Well, I mean, Delaney, I guess. <laughs> like,
0: not nothing. Like, I don't understand that's first of all, that's not even possible. But you out of it's you found it possible. To have radio silence when you thought of classical music. That's incredible. Era four or four.
1: I'm just really interested in that. I'm really I'm in my head <laughs> I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to tap into the new listener experience because we just listen to classical music differently. So it's very hard.
0: You know to what we should do? I'm gonna tell you when the mic's cut off because I feel like maybe we could recreate this.
1: Oh, it's, it's my turn. It's a piece of the week. My piece of the week, um, so that we can wrap it up, is called Remember. It is a new piece. It just premiered on September 18th, um, and it was on the program that I went to um, recently. Um, it's by Rena Esmail, who is the composer in residence at the Seattle Symphony, um, and it, it is for oboe and orchestra and also like there's a video that also plays with it um and it's kind of about I wish I had the program notes right in front of me but it's basically um about sort of like a return um it was supposed to be it was originally supposed to open the season last season about like a return from the concert hall so of course it took on an entirely new meaning when we were out of the concert hall for a year and a half um and Y'all will just will just see it. It's actually I don't think it's on YouTube, but it is on their their streaming service. So I'm gonna link that so that y'all can see it. You might have to skip around because it's the entire like opening night concert. Um, but yeah, it just premiered a couple days ago, about a week or so ago by the time this comes out. Um, and yeah, I thought it was a cool piece. So it's my piece of the week.
0: Period. Well, congratulations. See y'all made it through that thank you so much for listening to Classical Black Podcast don't forget to follow us on social media at Classical Black Podcast we also have a website classicallyblackpodcast.com if you're black join ISBM we got a conference coming up allegedly I'm playing it's it's happening Um, I'm serious it's happening Um, (laughs) it's happening Um, join ISBM because if you don't join you can't go oh but you have to be Right, um, is Black Musicians on social media? Is Black This was riveting. We see y'all next week.
1: Bye, y'all. Bye.